again, everybody, and welcome to another segment of The Last Word. I'm Dan Roberts, the publisher of The Vegas Voice, and our goal is to introduce everybody to all the people that have decided to run for elected office. We want you to decide who you think should be representing you. We're very fortunate today to have a, a Dr. Fred Simon, MD, as the ad says, who is running for governor for the state of Nevada as a Republican. So, that is correct. Doctor, welcome, welcome to the Thank last you very word. much. Pleasure to be here. I, I guess the question is, let, let's go a little bit about your experience, your background, before we do the political stuff. Sure. I'm uh, the son of uh, two uh, parents of the greatest generation. Um, the way I always put it, my dad gave me a shovel and a uh, lawnmower at yeah. 10 and a half years old, and he said, get to work. And I've been working ever since. Um, I was very blessed to be able to go to medical school. Um, I gravitated towards a little bit more excitement, uh, controlled chaos, which trauma is. Yeah. And I ended up running a major trauma center uh, and also had a general surgical practice with a uh, large group of uh, ladies and gentlemen that uh, participated. Um, and I did a little business in between. My dad and I were in the automobile business together. I did some business in skydiving. Uh, I own a restaurant up in uh, Minden, mm -hmm. Nevada. Uh, North, uh, it's 25 miles south of Carson City. If anybody doesn't know, I'm just uh, 11 miles from Lake Tahoe. Okay. Beautiful, yeah. love to ski. Uh, and then uh, in 2020, I made a decision that I wasn't going to do the common general practice I did, and I went worked in an understaffed COVID ICU in Denver. And during that period of time, I saw a lot of distress, helplessness. And it wasn't only the patients, it was staff. Yep. And I was working in this ICU and every bed was full. Patients were upside down with ventilators trying to aerate their lungs. Uh, and uh, there was a fair amount of death. Here's human beings weren't able to express themselves in their last days or yeah. hours of life. And uh, families weren't allowed in. And I just, I'm working there. I'm 67 years old, unvaccinated, and taking a little bit of risks myself. I said, you know, I'm not going to go with that. So I'd bring families up late at night. Mm -hmm. uh, but after a couple months, I realized there's something bigger going on here. We're talking to New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. I'm talking with experts. We're trying to learn the difference of the dynamics of how the lung was on the ventilators and people were dying when, you know, the times we were able to do better things and salvage it. And, and what I realized is, boom, there's coercion between government and the healthcare institutional people. And they didn't care about the death yeah. of people. They cared about profit and coercion and take away our personal rights. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to get in politics. Well, you know, and that's my next question. With everything going on with your background, with your skills, you're going to throw yourself into this kind of new world? Why would anybody do that? Well, why not? i got a 23-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 19-year-old. 65% uh, of my employees in my restaurant are teenagers. Um, I have an obligation uh, for a legacy while I'm sitting around. I'm very active. I skied 40 days last year. I ride a, uh, a mountain bike on the road 20, 22 miles a day when I'm not campaigning. I'm in great health. I have a lot of knowledge and background. And when you look at the governor's race and the people running, 
by far, I'm the most qualified multidisciplinary life experience. And uh, so, you know, I'm sitting there going, there, a lot of these things are common sense. And who's going to represent my generation? You know, there are a lot of things that go on in medicine mm -hmm. and other aspects of society where we have been productive human beings. And now we're starting to get marginalized based upon money. You know, and, but here's, here's my question for you, Doctor. I, sure. The way that you, you, life experience and everything else, as a doctor, especially in the COVID wards, for God's sakes, I mean, there's life and death decisions to a certain point. And yet, assuming you become governor and you have your way of doing things, how would you get along with people who are politicians, not men of you know, science, but again, you mentioned COVID and everything else and what's going on. How are you able to deal with that when you're dealing with politicians who don't have your background in science? Well, here's, here's the point. When you're running a major trauma center with hundreds of people, not everybody's at the same level. Okay? You have to learn how to measure people, evaluate people. And a lot of times what I do is I find people who have better expertise and who are smarter than I am. Mm -hmm. And all they do is raise me up. So I'm good at finding talent and I'm good at putting that talent in the right positions. Now, when it comes to the politicians who are just politicians and they don't really have a lot of substance, bye-bye. Yeah. Okay? I, I operate in controlled chaos for most of my life. Right, yeah. And controlled chaos people don't quite get. When, but when you're in, when people are coming in, you have to make life and death decisions within minutes. Yeah. It's not hours and days like normal physicians. Mm -hmm. These are minute-by-minute minute decisions. I look at issues in, in Nevada and we go, what's the history? What's the trend? What's the problem today? And what are our options for solutions? Let's get to work. Now, who can help me get this done? And that's the way it is all the time. And with that being in, in mind, as governor, what would you prioritize as? What are the, what are the goals? What are, what's your vision? Should you become governor? What would you like to accomplish now that you are now governor of the state of Nevada? Well, the easiest thing to tackle from the beginning is election integrity. And basically, and, and, and it's really kind of fun because all of my competitors now are taking my platform statements. Uh, when I look at election integrity, I've been saying on day one, voter ID with verification of signature and if they don't do it, I'm not going to sign a budget bill. So now I'm going to put life as leverage. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to utilize the leverage of the governor's position to talk and interact with the legislature that will be Democrat, most likely. Most likely. And we're hoping it's not a supermajority. That goes on the table day one. But what we have to look at is health care in this state, which continues to depreciate. Premiums go up deductibles go up, access and delivery has gone down, quality has gone down, and access to specialists have gone down. And there's been marginalization of my age group. Now I'm 69 and it's game on. Yeah, I've got a lot of energy, but I focused my life on exercise, nutrition, and sleep. Uh, and so when I look at the healthcare thing, we need to start addressing seniors being able to have a longevity of life 
but quality of life. You know, and, and again, for our readers, which are seniors, 50 and over, 60 okay. and over, the Sun City people, what, do, what can you tell them? Look, this is what I'm going to be fighting for you. This is what I want to accomplish once I become governor. Well, you know what? I constantly read. I've always been someone who reads the literature and keeps up with all of healthcare. And when we look at some of the articles actually written 65 years and older, we're not getting the same services yeah. that 40-year-olds get. Really? That won't happen here in Nevada. That's number one. Number two, we need to start addressing how seniors can change their lifestyle a little bit. As we get older, we don't want to be breaking down. We don't want to be sedentary. We, we want to have a quality life. We want to be with our grandchildren. And there's things that we can advocate for that's just not taking medication. Mm -hmm. It's changing your lifestyle a little bit and, and making the, the last 10, 12, 15 years of our lives more quality. And that has to be a focus of healthcare within the state. We also got to get independent doctors. There's no doctors in Urington, Hawthorne, Fernley. Okay. And we've got to bring doctors back to communities so that patients aren't driving from the rural community into the more metropolitan areas. And, and, A lot of issues. And as governor, you think you can get, at least start to get that accomplished? So get oh, the ball I'm not rolling. just going to get it started. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I've been a guy who's worked almost seven days a week my entire life. Uh, you know, in my clinical practice, my patients saw me on Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm. New Year's. My kids weren't even out of bed by the time I got home. I'm yeah. at 4.45 in the morning or go in and see. My patients want to see me. So when you create that environment where you're interconnecting with people, I've been out on the road. I've been to 17 towns and cities, and I'm meeting with mayors and commissioners and Anybody that wants to have a discussion of how we make healthcare better in their communities, they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I belong to the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons, which are all independent docs. We need independent physicians, independent from the healthcare system, independent from the government. This isn't going to be done with government dollars. This is going to be done with communities independently, and they're all ready to go. You know, and with the few moments that we have left, if people want more information about you, they want to contribute, they want to volunteer, how do they get in touch with you? Well, our website is simonforgovnv.com. Um, and one of the things I say about voter integrity, there's got to be voting integrity. If you look at a majority of the candidates, look where their money comes from, special interest. That diminishes my vote. It marginalizes my vote. It disenfranchises us. We don't get what we want, but special interest gets what they want. So I urge the voters to go look at all the financials of the candidates, not only their platform, but who's going to control them once they get elected. That's very important. We want a governor who's independent. And you will be independent. I will be completely independent. I haven't taken any special interest money. I will not do it. I am trying to, I put a lot of my own money in and I'm getting citizens to contribute. As the campaign continues, we're accelerating. People get to know me. They know that, you know, I'm genuine. Uh, I don't need to be doing this, but I really want to do this. And, uh, you know, I'm here for the citizens.
Well, and as the campaign continues, we'd like to have you back on again if we can, Doctor. I would love and to do it. Talk about more issues and everything else. And uh, I thank you for being here. And this, this is Dan Roberts for The Last Word at The Vegas Voice saying we will see you again. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks.